These are challenging times, but you don't have to navigate them alone. Welcome to How Can I Help? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz. I'm a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, a psychoanalyst, and best-selling author. And I'm here every week to answer your most pressing questions, hopefully with understanding, insight, and advice. In 2019, the World Health Organization recognized burnout syndrome in its international classification of diseases as an occupational condition linked to several health symptoms like fatigue, changing sleep habits, and feeling numb or cynical. While burnout is mostly associated with the helping occupations, jobs in healthcare, and also high-pressure professions like law or finance, Research is suggesting that burnout can also occur not only in other jobs, but with other life roles. We have discussed before caregiver burnout, and that's usually referring to needing to care for a very medically ill or impaired family member, like a parent, and the toll that that can take on the caregiver. But burnout is the mental and physical fallout from accumulated stress in any sphere of life including the sphere of parenting. The first research on parental burnout took place in the United States in the 1980s, and it focused on parents of children with tumors. More recently, Belgian researchers theorized that while severe situations like a child being sick can contribute to burnout, any parent can experience it. They developed a measurement that's called the Parental Burnout Assessment, and they surveyed more than 900 parents, which they determined to be experiencing burnout. From these parents' testimonies, the researchers found four dimensions of parental burnout, exhaustion in one's parental role, contrast with previous parental self, feelings of being fed up with one's parental role, and emotional distancing from one's children. Then they studied more than 1,700 parents in 42 countries around the world and found that burnout varied drastically by the country based on differences in Eastern and Western cultural values. Research done by psychologists at the University of Melbourne found that the COVID-19 pandemic increased parental burnout significantly, with all parents reporting higher levels of mental distress during the pandemic, but that parents of school-aged kids reported much higher rates. The researchers estimated more than one quarter of Australia's 1.5 million working parents with kids aged 5 to 11 experienced high levels of mental stress during the pandemic, and that working parents, who were also the primary caregiver, were four times as likely to suffer as working parents who were not simultaneously tending to their children. They found that basically burnout is the result of too much stress and the absence of resources to cope with it which is exactly what occupational stress is, but in this case, in regards to parenting. 
the parental burnout assessment captures the primary symptoms of burnout, which usually occurs in stages. The first stage is overwhelming exhaustion. Depending on how old the children are, parents can experience different types of exhaustion. Parents of young children tend to be more physically tired, while those with adolescents or teenagers may experience more emotional exhaustion because of the conflicts they're having with their children. Burned out parents present with chronic stress about how they'll get everything done, which then can disrupt their sleep and increase their anxiety and their irritability, which then becomes this feedback loop that repeats itself daily. Burned out parents tend to distance themselves from their kids in order to preserve their energy. This phase is followed by a third phase when parents feel a loss of fulfillment in their parenting. They actually want to get away from parenting. And as with occupational burnout, parental burnout symptoms build on one another. The phase one exhaustion sticks around through the distancing and the loss of fulfillment. Parents with burnout typically report a contrast between the parents that they were and the parents they would like to be and the parents that unfortunately they feel they have become, which makes burned out parents feel inescapable, stress, distress, shame, and guilt. While job burnout can cause many problems in people's lives, the consequences of parental burnout are different and in many ways harder. Because unlike a job, parents don't get paid vacation and they can't leave their parenting role the way that someone with occupational burnout can. Because burned out parents often feel trapped in their roles, they may also experience more severe consequences than people experiencing job burnout, like intense anxiety, depression, thoughts of escaping, and even thoughts of suicide. Burnout can also cause parents to be violent or neglectful toward their children, even when the parents are actually opposed to those behaviors. Because higher levels of coercive or punitive parenting practices might get used when a parent has a short fuse and is overly stressed. Issues that were exacerbated by and have also continued after the pandemic, like financial insecurity, lack of support, and social isolation, are also risk factors for parental burnout. Whether a burned out parent screams at or spanks their child, this behavior doesn't only harm the child because parents who do this often feel shame and then they obsess over their behavioral shame and then their fuse gets shorter and shorter and they're more likely to repeat the same behavior. Research shows that certain populations are more prone to parental burnout. The International Investigation of Parental Burnout Consortium did a study which found that cultural norms play a big role in predicting burnout. So, for example, parents from more individualistic societies, which is typically Western, like the U.S., had higher rates of parental burnout than those from Eastern countries. 
Individualistic cultures tend to value competition, performance, perfectionism, and all of these increase stress. All the while, decreasing the resources by discouraging parents from asking for support. And while Eastern cultures typically prioritize children's being obedient and respectful towards elders, Western cultures commonly assert values of self-improvement or independence, which means that children can be less likely to follow the instructions of their parents. People already experiencing multiple stressors like single parents or parents who have special needs children or immigrant parents may also have a lower threshold for increasing stress because of the ongoing demands that are special to their parenting. Compounding individual risk factors with systemic oppression can further heighten that vulnerability, meaning that parents of color face even more strain and less protective effects of financial security and also less social support. And parents who had their own very lacking childhoods due to poor parenting or abandonment or trauma may feel so ill-equipped in their own parenting that it also increases their stress. So with that, right after the break, We'll get to my listener's question. Welcome back. Let's get to my listener's question and see how can I help? Dear Dr. Saltz, we could not wait to have a baby, and it took us several years to conceive, so we were waiting a long time. I had been nothing but joyful about being a mom until my son turned two. I know everyone talks about the terrible twos, and I get it that this is a harder time, but I cannot believe how exhausting this is, how constant it is, how unrelenting. He seems to not need a lot of sleep. His high energy is constantly getting into things wants to be doing something at all times. There seems to be no off switch. I am bone tired. And to be honest, I've lost my joy at having a baby. In fact, I've lost a lot of sleep. I've lost any time for myself, any moments to relax and recharge. I've also lost my patience and feel very grumpy and irritable, as my husband has often noted. I am liking myself less and less and feel really badly that I am not the kind of mom I thought I would be and have some very mixed feelings about being a mom at all. Sometimes the feeling is, get me out of here. Obviously, there is no getting out of here. But I think I've got to do something because I can't just leave myself feeling this way. The truth is, there are probably a lot of moms listening to this question and thinking they can relate to it. Parenting young children is really exhausting, both physically and emotionally. They do need a good deal of constant care and attention. And yet, as they are figuring out, they actually have agency and independence. They can toddle off and make more messes, 
take more risks, make more demands. So it's true that two-year-olds are a handful. This means that everyone, every mom, needs some sort of support and respite, or she will suffer from parental burnout, which is what you are describing. You sound in an earlier stage of burnout, actually, because while you are miserable, you still feel very connected and caring. In a late stage of burnout, one can stop caring, and that is especially concerning. It is very important that you treat yourself like you are having a syndrome, the syndrome of burnout. And this means that you need to get support and respite. Some of the time, it really does take a village. And that doesn't mean you are any less of a mom. You must build into your day some sort of off time. Some time that you exercise, take a warm bath, read something you like, meet up with a friend. You have options to consider. You might ask your partner to take your son. You might make a deal with a friend where you watch theirs and they watch yours for an hour to get a break. You can pay a babysitter to come for two hours to build in a break. Or even take your son to occasional daycare you feel good about to have a break. Add in some sort of daily coping tools to decrease stress levels all around for yourself. Stick your son in a jogger and go for a run or go for a walk in the woods to be in nature. Take 10 minutes to start your day with slow, paced, deep breathing or progressive muscle relaxation to calm and de-stress your body. You don't mention your partner's role in sharing the labor. But sometimes your partner needs to share. And that doesn't just mean be together with you and your son, but rather swap and take your son solo while you do something else that gives you a break. It's also good to talk to other moms to share how you feel and find out how unalone you actually are. This can be a big source of relief in itself. This could be a mom friend a family member, but also it can be a support group or a therapist. Therapy can help with feelings of burnout, even though it's not a psychiatric diagnosis. I hope that was helpful. Parental burnout can hit particularly hard because unlike occupational burnout, it's not always possible to take a vacation, which may leave you feeling like you can't escape the stressor. Rather than fixating on the big stressors, like I have this child, rebalancing the changeable ones that contribute to your feelings of exhaustion over time is really the way to go. So if the chore list exhausts you, offload a few jobs to your partner or, for that matter, to your kids. If a child's constant activities are becoming a big burden, cut down on the commitments schedule carpools with other parents. It's important to be flexible and create balance and change those smaller things. Add to your parenting skills because it will help you with burnout. So building your parental toolbox because burnout is marked by a disconnect in how you're parenting now, who you were before, 
And growing parenting skills can give parents a sense of efficacy in decreasing parenting-related stressors. So, for example, look into local seminars, ask about mental health and parenting resources at your child's school, or even finding a therapist who uses behavioral training programs for parenting specifically. Because the more effective you become, the more tools you have, the less stressed you will actually be. Stop saying you should about everything. Research suggests that parents who are perfectionistic and put more pressure on themselves have higher rates of burnout. So finding practical ways to relieve pressure reduces that. But unrealistic expectations make our load feel bigger. They are really some of the first things you need to step off of. So avoid should statements to yourself, which really just add shame. And instead, say things like, it would be great if I had more energy to play with my child, instead of, I really should. That reframing helps you deal with the reality rather than what you think you should be doing. And that's really the best that you can do. You want to build in small breaks, micro breaks. Self-care is really important from recovering from any kind of burnout. But it's not necessarily realistic to plan a total kid-free getaway, for example, to recover. So even mini breaks, like locking the door in the bathroom for five minutes to take some deep breaths, or sitting in your car to listen to a guided meditation, that kind of thing, that little break, can help make a difference. It might not be a whole weekend, and sometimes it might not even be an hour. But even just a few minutes to do something that takes your stress level down can be helpful. And try to think about meaning. What are the meaningful aspects of parenting to you? We can get really lost in the day-to-day drudgery. And it's important to instead carve out special moments with your kids that remind you that parenting can be fulfilling. For example, a low-stakes activity like going to the park or watching a favorite movie to do it together and reminding yourself in the experience or after the experience that this is actually what you enjoy about parenting. This is why it matters to you that you are a parent. Remember the meaning that you felt in the past as a parent before you felt so burnout and use that to try to get back to it and to try to think through how you can avoid so much exhaustion and in turn resentment. Parenting, like any realm of life, can be both difficult and rewarding. And sometimes the feelings of resentment or shame, or guilt do come up because we do live in a society that says, and I would add wrongly, that we should love our kids unconditionally every minute all the time, and that if we're frustrated, somehow we're bad parents. But that you love your child and acknowledge parenting as something very difficult can really also be true at the same time. And after all, we are parents but we are only human. Do you have a problem I can help with? 
If so, email me at howcanihelp at senecawomen.com. All centers remain anonymous. And listen every Friday to How Can I Help? with me, Dr. Gail Saltz.